American football in Finland. The voice in your ears and the face on your screen. I'm Perfect Purpose, and this is American Football in Finland. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Q Floyd. What's going on, Q? What's going on, world? All right, guys. The AFF podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcast. Seriously, American Football in Finland is currently available on 25 different platforms. Wherever you listen, be sure to rate us. Anything less than five stars, and we will know that you are a hater. Okay, so we're in season five for AFF, and we really appreciate the support we've been getting from everybody so far, and we look forward to keeping this thing going all during the season and even into future years. So before we even get into everything, Q, how was your weekend, man? Oh, man, my weekend was great, man. Um, I watched some old football games, man. Which game? Which games? <laughs> I watched the Baltimore Ravens play against uh, the Patriots last year when the Patriots was 8-0. And, okay. and, uh, and the Ravens right. put that whooping on them. So, uh, other than that, you know, my weekend was pretty good, man. Yeah, that's good, man. Uh trying to think what I did the weekend. I ain't done nothing but really just lay around and sleep. So, I'm just going to leave that alone. All right, let's hop into it. Uh, we're going to bring it back. Uh, we did this all last season, and – we haven't done it this season, but let's get back on it. Get it off your chest. It's that time. We're going to say what's on our minds. So, Q, get it off your chest. What's going on right now? What's something on your mind? Oh, man, what's on my mind right now is freedom, man. I, I need some freedom, man. I've been I've been locked down over here. <laughs> um, and I'm ready to travel. Uh, but I understand why I can't. You know what I mean? Um but I just, I just, I know I'm not the only person feeling like that right now. A lot of people want to move around. A lot of people want to go back uh, to normal life, if there will ever be a normal life again, or mm-hmm. something close to it. But uh, yeah, I think. I, but I will say this from the other side: everybody just need to chill out, relax, take this time, this free time you got, or take this time to focus on something else in your life, and um, and we'll be back to somewhat normal in a little bit. Everybody just got to have a little patience. Yeah, I feel you. For me, uh, the whole COVID situation, obviously, you can't ignore it, and it is what it is, but I'm super, excuse me, I'm going to burp a little bit. I'm super, I kind of, I don't want to get too personal with it, because I know there's certain people that can do certain things, but I'm disappointed in how the U.S. has handled it, and shoot, I ain't going to lie, I'm glad I am where I am. In Finland, we have a better handle on stuff like that. So we have a little bit of freedom, kind of like what you were saying. Here in Finland, we have the social distancing, but a lot of people are able to still do their regular things in their regular lives. You know, I checked the Instagram. Everybody's still going out to the clubs and stuff now. Shout out to uh, Safari Bari. You know, I watch his stories all the time. So, (laughs) I mean, for us, it's good. But, you know, I want to go back to the States sometime. I'd I'd love – I have a one and a half year old, one year, four month old daughter who wants to see her grandmother. And I'm telling her grandmother, look, we ain't coming down there. Y'all got situations and when mm-hmm. it ain't happening. So we're going to stay where we at. So hopefully U.S. can get that stuff fixed. And other than that, man, like, like you said, Q, everybody needs to just do your thing and enjoy life and try to, you know, make the best of the situation while you can. There's a lot of things that can be done when you have extra time. This is when people need to, get creative and start doing stuff that they've been putting off for the longest. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's get into the show, man. All right. Today, we're going to get back into the league. We've been talking very general and stuff, and we're going to get more specific with each week. 2020 is going to give us a unique Maple League season, shorter and more unexpected than usual. Instead of trying to predict how the teams are going to play and how it's going to all work out, let's kind of talk about certain aspects of the team and how it will affect their chances because anybody can win it this year. We really, it's really hard to just say, oh, someone has an advantage here or there because a lot of different things can go for any team. So today we're going to talk about the Quopio Steelers who reached the Maple Bowl in both of their two Maple League seasons, and we're going to get into what they can do to win the Maple League. All right, the Quopio Steelers, always worth mentioning as a contender. But let's talk to the hometown podcaster and game day pro- pro- and game day protagonist, Eric Forstrom. I was trying to use special words. That's why I was trying to say protagonist. Because, you know, you get the crowd all riled it's up. A, it's a good word. It's a good word. <laughs> so uh, Eric and Tuka Haskinen host the Touchdown Steelers podcast that can be found on SoundCloud for all your Quopio Steelers news and analysis every season. Welcome to the show, Eric. Thanks for inviting me back. Purvis, the podcast has been on a bit of a hiatus from the corona, but we are getting back on track now, next week, I hope. Yeah, I, well, we know it, that we've also been on hiatus. What was it, two and a half months, I think it was, we were off? Yeah. I, I call it vacation, but apparently some people say that it's not. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's good that to have break you. break is sometimes in order. Yeah, right? refresh but it's good to have you back on eric and we just want to jump right into it man we we like to get you on every year kind of tell us why you think the steelers have a chance of winning the maple bowl so hit us with what you got this time all right well when the steelers are going to be raising up the trophy at the end of the season it will be for to put it in short for two reasons again they have brought some great imported imported additions to the roster and they've also managed to renew themselves pretty nicely like akin to the year 2017 when they beat the helsinki wolverines in the in the spaghetti ball it was a very uh, refreshed and a new team and it completely blew out the whole american football scene in Kuopio. and there's um, this um with with the whole corona crisis and we finally getting over it in Finland and the season finally looming in the background. There's this really nice um, spirit rising. I think the Steelers are really going to be good this year again. But as for the why, I'm going to start with the part that the larger audience might not be so familiar with. We have new players joining the team, some from the old, the junior players from the Steelers teams and some other Finnish and, uh, um, um, and other players who've been joining from other Maple League teams. Like, so I think the new guys who are fairly unknown at this point will be, um, the audience will know the names of um, like Ronnie Laine, Eero Vaija, Joel Asikainen, Timi Tuominen, Kalle Seppänen, these kind of names. There are many, let's say, quotable Finnish and... Um, and players from abroad who are um, going to be unexpectedly good this season. I, 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 I do believe so. And uh, if we move on to the 
a bit more experienced, well, still newish players, talents like Iro Pekkarinen and Jaakko Panen, who actually had a very nice article written about him in the uh, Europe's Elite International Youth Recruiting website in May. He, th- those two players will have their breakout seasons this, this season, I, I do believe, and they are definitely going to be wreaking some real havoc in the backfield. Uh, let me let me jump in there real quick for the guys who don't know those guys' numbers. Uh, is it Eros, the number 35 cornerback, and the other guy is the number 27 receiver? Am I correct? Um, Eero is playing 31, and Barnan, and I'm going to have to – now I'm gonna, really going to have to check. Sorry for that. I don't remember. Yeah, it's fine. I just – I know the people that are listening or watching, they might 14. not know – Oh, 14. Yeah, so yeah. 31 for Pekkarinen and 14 for Jakob Pananen. Um, I wanted people to know those two specifically because I do love those two young players as well. So look out for those numbers because they're going to probably be Maple League standards for the next four or five years. Oh, I do agree, especially Pekkarinen. He, uh, he, his play during the last two, two seasons, um, it's been um, both – I mean, he has some really great performances, and then sometimes he might make a mistake or two, like, of course, all, all the players at times at times do. But I do think the balance is definitely shifting towards the more um, making the big plays mm-hmm. rather than, uh, than uh, get, uh, getting the experience, let's just say, say it like that. Um, yeah. And something else to, to consider, which was a very nice surprise, that this um, member of the old guard, Jari Sinkkonen, who took a break for, uh, for a little while, has joined the roster again. And he's coming back and taking over some, some linebacker duties. And he has been, according to the coaching staff, looking very um, surprisingly able again, despite of mm. the little break that he has had. And with that said, there are, of course, the already published imports. We all know Seth Peters and what he can do, especially when he's healthy. He is, again, healthy and all willing and ready to play. He told me that the team is looking good, and I have no reason to doubt him based on the little practice material that I've seen, seen myself. I'm sure, in all fairness, it, he probably will not be that different from the previous seasons, but he, as long as he plays his best, there's no limits. I mean, that, that's definitely a reason to expect great things from from the Steelers um, with our receiving core as well. And speaking of the receiving core, some notable import that I would like to mention by name is, of course, Josh, I hope I don't butcher this name, Van de Verde. It sounds like a Dutch name, but he's uh, originally from Canada, played a lot of university ball and some conference finals back there. And now he has joined the Steelers and he is a very interesting new recruit that of course, I don't know that well how, we, how he eventually f- fits the team, but I am sure the coaches have again made a very good decision in, in recruiting him. So I'll be interested to know how he connects with, um, with Seth during the first game against the Roosters. And of course, Tommy Kachawa is coming back and every American football fan in Kuopio loved watching Tommy Kachawa play in the backfield. The way he's just like enjoying all the big plays and making them as well. It's really awesome. And I'm, I'm so happy to hear him being recruited back. And, and since he joined us so early, the whole Corona thing didn't, didn't affect it. And he's been here through the whole time and training, training with the team as much as he, he can. And naturally, 
the very recent news of the last uh, import, Cadell King coming to play as a linebacker. That was a really some really good news because uh, with the uh, departure of Donovan Hayden and Matthias Eriksson from from the linebacker position, like everybody, the whole Finnish American football crowd will will, will say that okay, losing Donovan Hayden is going to be a huge setback for the Steelers. And but Cadell King is going to make his darndest to be to fill that gap. I mean, what I, the video I've seen of him and the stories I've read, it's it's a really good it's a really good addition to to the team, definitely. And this season, of course, has not been without its challenges with the corona corona crisis, and some some imports have been lost, and the other imports have been. Uh, and re- replacing those gaps as best as possible. But there are also some little surprises that I, even I don't know the full extent of it, but there will be some surprises in the roster regarding the older Steelers players that the other teams probably won't be expecting. And even as I don't know all of them, I'm, I'm very interested to know what what kind of starting lineups the Steelers will, will bring against the Roosters when they finally ma- match up in the rematch of the last two Maple balls, refreshed new team with great imports, and with two last maple balls lost, the hunger is greater than ever. I'm sure, and it'll be a great season for the Steelers. I'm sure. What do you think it's going to take for them to beat the Roosters in the Maple Bowl? And I know we're getting ahead. You got to play the five games. You got to play a regular season playoffs. Blah blah blah. Let's go hypothetical, 2020, Steelers, Roosters, Maple Bowl. What do they need to do to ensure a victory instead of a blowout that they've had the last two times? Okay, assuming that, the, uh, that I won't have any easy excuses, like that, that the, the teams have the roster that you can expect them to have at the Maple Bowl. So the quarterbacks are healthy, the, the key players are healthy, and the Roosters, of course, also can have their key players. So... So it's a realistic matchup to evaluate. In in that case, I think it's it's two things: consistency on both sides of the ball, and what Floyd likes to usually say, making the big plays. It, it, it's really simple. Um, you, you you can't just win against the Roosters by just you know pounding down d- down after down if you can't consistently execute those plays. And when you go for the long balls, you have to be able to beat the corners and have to be able to beat the safeties and grab that pigskin and run it to the end zone because those, because every single big play that you manage to get done, that wins the game against the Roosters. And they couldn't execute that in the last last Maple Bowl. And they executed a little better the year before, but I'm not trying to explain away the the last final and no one is trying to do that but this time we will be consistent and we will make the big plays on both sides of the ball and we will take the maple ball this season that's what i'm talking about eric that's what i wanted to hear <laughs> we will take the maple ball uh q you got any questions for eric before we get him out of here uh i mean you pretty much asked the same thing yeah. that i that i you know, and I just like I like I like Eric. I will say that I like I like your confidence and in, in, in obviously the team, and uh, I like because you don't really hear a lot of Finnish people uh, talk like that. 
And mm-hmm. I like that that you foresee this team being as just as good or more um, good than they were the last two seasons. Um, and I and I and I feel that way hypothetically that we will see these two teams um, back in the Maple Bowl. And uh, will it be you know uh, history repeating itself, or will it be a change in in the ranks? And um, I think Corpio has been uh, the one team that's been the most consistent the last few years as far as getting to that game. And uh, I just like, you know, I like hearing that. I like hearing that talk, man. It's just confidence. And, and uh, well, I guess we'll see, you know, what happens in this shortened season. We will see. You're absolutely right about Steelers being consistent, just like the Roosters. Roosters and the Steelers are the most consistent teams in the whole, whole league for, for the past years. And until the other teams show that, no, we are the ones supposed to be in the final I'm going to stick with my original assessment and it's going to be the Steelers and the Roosters. And of course I may be a little biased, but we are going to get it this time. Gotcha. All right. And we appreciate you coming on the podcast as usual. It's always great to have you. Uh, Good luck to you guys in Quopio this season. Hope to see you out there um, announcing the games as usual. I don't know what's the situation going to be with like how many fans can go to the games and stuff, but I assume that if you can, that you'll kind of do the same thing you've done in the past. Is that correct? Whether it is 80 or 800, I will do the exact same show anyway. And yes, I will be announcing the games, of course. So no difference going to be there. All right. And um, obviously, again, if you're listening, uh, check out Touchdown Steelers podcast on SoundCloud. They're going to start up next week. And you're going to be hearing great things about the Steelers from every week. Q, you got anything for them before we let them go? No, that's it, man. I look forward to uh, listening and seeing you. Thank you very much, guys, for having me on. And good luck with your podcast, too. And I hope to talk to you soon again. All right. Take it easy. Okay. So, Eric Forsen just told us about what he thinks the Steelers are going to have to do to win it this year. Let's get into some things that we think are going to impact their chances especially with the team being so different from this season, from last season to this season. And if you haven't seen them last season, then you don't have to worry about it. But most people will want to know the differences. Let's talk about some of the biggest changes for the Quopio Steelers, Q. What are, what are something that you think is going to be a big change on that team? Um, I think the import, um, the import changes, uh, being that we are dealing with this COVID-19, uh, a little bit unsure of the other imports, um, that that signed earlier, um, if they'll be able to play, uh, we just we just don't know yet. But um, I think not having Donovan um, as a part of that defense uh, will definitely make that that'll be a, a void right there. I mean, I, yeah. I know they just signed another linebacker. Um, I believe his name is Cadell um, that played with Frankfurt last year. Um, yeah. It'll be it'll be nice to see what what they do with him. But uh, the biggest change to me from what I've seen was just the import impact. Um, Donovan was all over the place, and and rightfully so. You have to replace that in some kind of way or either have another game plan for your defense. Um, So I think that was one of the biggest changes I noticed. Yeah, I I agree with you. And I'm just going to touch more on what you just said about not not necessarily the import impact, but more the fact that what – the players brought to the team last year, they had Donovan Hayden and hot damn, I forgot his name. I'm going to call him the Swede. Uh, I, I don't know why his name just skipped my <laughs> mind. But those two guys 
I, I want to say just off my memory, Hayden was number one in tackles and the Swede was like number three or number four. So most of the tackles in the league came from those two guys and they kind of both played the linebacker position. So the biggest change for the Steelers is who's going to make all those tackles now? Who's going who's gonna to eat up the ball, get to the ball first? Uh, Hayden was a leader in tackles for loss as well, which meant he got to the ball before it got past line of scrimmage a lot of times. Who's going to fill that void? I think for, the biggest change for them is figuring out a way to be successful on the defensive side with a, basically a void in that, that middle and outside linebacker position. Uh, anything else you think are going to be big changes for them? Um, that was, that was like the most noticeable one. Um, I haven't really seen anything else that I thought was like a major change. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah, I, I, obviously I think Coach will, will have those guys ready, you know, in, in the best way possible. But as far as just major changes, I think it was just the imports and, and who they're bringing in and who left. Yeah, so um, we're actually going to talk to the quarterback, Seth Peters from Copio Steelers here in a moment. So let's get into that. It's been an interesting offseason. So I'm, I'm actually the first question, Seth. How do you feel about this new shortened season format that the Maple League is going to have this year? Like, how do you feel about it personally with you, you and your team situation? Yeah, I think – I don't think it was a surprise to anybody. I think uh, there towards the beginning, it kind of looked like there wasn't going to be anything. So, I mean, just getting half this season is – it's nice in itself, at least. At least there's something we can do. There's something we can play for. Um, but yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I understand the decision, and and it is what it is. And I hope that teams still go out and try to compete and try to go win. Uh, are you muted? I can't hear. Yeah. You. Sorry, I'm muted. I got all these screens going. My bad. But, uh, well, the next question I was going to ask you was, um, with the quarantine and the social distancing going on, what have you done to stay in shape during this time? You know, you got to stay all football ready out there. Yeah. Um, actually, it, it wasn't too bad, like, in this area. Like, there wasn't too many cases. I, I saw it was pretty bad, like, down there in the capital area. Mm -hmm. um, but for us – I mean, we had maybe six weeks off or something like that. And uh, just basic body weight stuff is what I was doing. Like, it's amazing what you can do with, like, push-ups and sit-ups. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, I mean, it wasn't too bad. We were pretty quick back out here in, like, groups of ten, like, and back at it and running and just, you know, doing the whole thing. And then right after that, we started getting in full groups. But here in Opia, at least, we were able to have those, like, small group practices for actually, like, pretty long time, I think, when, when other teams weren't practicing. See, that that's really good that y'all had that. And that might be something that we can see as an advantage for the Steelers because, like you said, uh, the Usama area was actually locked off for anybody that doesn't know. Yeah. You couldn't go in or out unless you, like, had to go to work or something. So there's people that couldn't necessarily get even into the area. Like I live in, in Lati area during, the, there was a long period of time where I couldn't go to Helsinki. Like there was, I didn't have any actual reason to go. So I couldn't, 
So you guys not having that has been beneficial. And that's really great that you're able to, you know, continue working with each other as a team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it was crazy there too for a while, but like in the Southern part, but for us, it, it just kind of looked like normal life with maybe a few less people around, you know, because there just wasn't too many confirmed cases in our area. So people, I don't think, uh, like maybe took it too seriously or maybe they just didn't see the consequences. So yeah, it, it was kind of like kind of normal there actually for a while during all the madness. But that benefited us, of course. We got to be out there in small groups and stay stay in shape with each other. What about you, Q? You got any things for Seth? Yeah, what's going on, Seth? Hey, how's it going? I'm good. I'm good. I, yeah, I had I, I got two questions actually. Um, one is, uh, do you think this season? Um, are are you hungrier this season than you have been uh, these pro these last two seasons? Yeah, I think – I mean, I think the attitude on the team has been, like, it doesn't matter if there's half a season or if there's one game in a championship. Like, we're trying to win. And we hope the other teams are trying to win, too. I mean, I think that it's just not in the, like, Steelers' blood, I guess, that, you know, to just go out there and save your money, don't get imports, play the young guys. And, and yeah, it, it all makes sense, but I think that – Everybody here involved, just we just if we're playing games, we wanted to go win them. So yeah, I think we just have that bad taste in our mouth from two silver medals in a row, and it just wouldn't be right for us to just uh, to not to not go out there and try to get it, you know. Gotcha, and and I and I definitely understand that. I definitely I think me and Purvis had a conversation about that, yep. uh, being that you guys is probably that one team that really needs to like go and try to win right now. So. Yeah. Uh, what you just said pretty much just validated that. And the uh, the second question was, if you had to, if you had to pick one thing that has held you and your team back um, from winning the Maple Bowl, what what do you think it is? Man, that's a good question. I <laughs> I think I think it's maybe depth. I think maybe depth has been our issue. Um, I think that's that is the one area where the Roosters have just you know, are head and shoulders above people where, you know, they, they, if they're missing somebody, they can toss in another guy and that guy, he's maybe not as good, but he can get the job done. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's what we've been missing. I think we, if we lose a guy or two, all of a sudden our team is, is just way different and not in a good way. So I think that maybe the goal should be that we need to be able to go out there and win games with guys, even though we may have, you know, some guys banged up and injured. But I think that's been the main thing that has sort of held us back is that football season just always comes with injuries. You're always going to be missing a guy or two by the time you get to the end. And that's just been really uh, – that's been really hard on our team, especially, I think. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. That, that's, that's one of the things um... – one of my old coaches used to say all the time, he always says, like, the healthiest team in the end has the best chance. So you're definitely, you're definitely right about that. Exactly. I think that's just the nature of football is that something's going to happen and, you know, you, you got to have somebody willing to step up and go fill that spot and go win a game or two missing some people. And I think that's what we need to do. Gotcha.
All right, Seth. Last question. Then we're going to let you get up out of here, man. We don't want to take <laughs> up too much of your afternoon. But uh, enjoy my, my question is a little bit more about your personal life. I know that you were, you're going to school in Quopio. How's that going? Uh, what's your graduation situation like out there? Yeah. Um, actually, like funny enough, the Corona stuff hasn't affected personal life really at all. Um, I'm actually, I actually got hired as a data scientist about six months ago and uh, basically did all my classwork already for the masters. So I just need to do a thesis. And um, this, this job that I'm doing now is completely from home. So when this Corona stuff started, I mean, my, my daily life was just the same other than maybe a, a few less football stuff here and there. Um, so it hasn't been like too, like too big of an issue for me personally, at least for my job and for school, because I, I don't need to be physically at the university anymore. And this job has been totally from home. So yes, yeah, as, as far as that goes, I think it's been, I've been pretty lucky to, to be in this situation. Oh, that's awesome, man. So you're you're pretty much uh, set up now. You just got to do your thesis. You already got the job. Uh, we know what's coming next. That's that citizen passport. You taking finished classes, man? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I, I feel pretty good in it. Hey, there you go. I think I, I'm counting as a European next year, at least. Yeah, mm. that's for sure. I th- you should count as European this year, huh? Well, I don't know the, your Kello situation and stuff. That's probably why. Yeah, I think it's one more year after this season. Should be one more year. What is Uh one year? Hold on. It's 2020. (laughs) Let's say 2021 slash 2022. 2022 sounds good because I I think that's a a European championship year. 2022, Seth Peters, quarterback for Finland's national team. What? What? I said it. I said it. I made that proclamation. 2022. We're gonna, we're gonna Man, start a campaign crazy. for you, like a presidential that'd campaign. Seth Peters in twenty two. <laughs> him and Jabari, him and him and Safari Bari. Safari, Safari Bari. Bari. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun, man. Yeah, I I think that's something that you might be interested in looking into and definitely something that you guys would enjoy doing. Uh man, we're gonna let you get out of here. Uh as usual, appreciate you being on, Seth. Always good to talk to you. Hope you guys have great season this year. Uh, Q, anything before we let him go? Yeah, let me see that background again, man. I'm, I'm missing that. <laughs> That's pretty man, sick. Man, that's crazy. I missed that <laughs> summer life right there, man. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Ooh. All right, no, that's all I had, though, man. Enjoy, <laughs> your, enjoy yourself, man, Seth. And um, I look forward to, uh, to seeing what you guys do, man, this shortened season, man. Yeah, hey, appreciate you guys having me on. Hope we can put on a show for you guys this year. Appreciate it. All right, man, take it easy. All right, talk to you later. All right, Seth. That was Seth Peters talking to us about the upcoming season, letting us know what's going on in his thought process. Let's let's talk about how the Steelers can win this year. What is something that you think is a key to their success? Um, I think the Corpio Steelers actually have become a team that can dominate um, on either side of the ball. I would like to see them dominate on the defensive side of the ball because we know the offense can score points. They can get in the end zone. Um, but defensively, um, if, if you look back to the prior seasons, 
that's what hurt them in those big games where defense not being able to stop, um, I, I'll just say the Roosters, from scoring touchdowns. And, and in, in order to become a dominant team, you have to have a dominant defense. It starts there first. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the offense has to have the ball. The defense has to get off the field three and outs. And it has to be consistent. Um, it has to be three and outs consistently do, throughout the game for you to have a dominant defense. Not saying they're not going to give up points. Um, yeah. And a dominant defense will give up some points. Um, it's just possession control, turnovers. That's that's what makes you a dominant defense. And when you can control the game just from the defense side of the ball, I think you, you'll, you'll have success. And I think Corpio has been missing that the last two years. Um, they've had good players and they've had great players and playmakers. Um, but their defense as a whole just hasn't been dominating. And in order to get where they want to be, I think that's what they have to come into. I don't know how um, their coaches get planning to do that, but I think it's a start. Yeah, I agree with you there. For me, I think for them to really be successful this season is they need to be able to adjust and to adapt. If you really look at how they've played in the past, and obviously we don't want to con- continually compare it to the past, but the season hasn't started yet. So that's all we got. So if you if you look at this team, the games where they've won, it came in with a game plan and they've executed. And then sometimes they've even blown the doors off of people by executing this plan and continuing to do so. But the games that they've lost, they've come in with a game plan. Maybe they didn't execute it or maybe it wasn't a successful game plan in the first place. And they they aren't a team that really was able to change what they're doing in the game. Uh, just thinking to the in the back of my head of when they played the I want to say the Wolverines and when they played the Butchers, there was times where there was things that they could have done to adjust and they didn't. You go into halftime, you're like, okay, well they're gonna come out and do something different, and they came out with the same thing. So for them this year, I think they really have to focus on being a team that isn't a one trick pony. <laughs> I hate saying these cliches, but that's what it is. Is <laughs> Every, I mean, their offense, people are going to know their offense. It's just like the Roosters. Both of these teams, we know what you have on offense. We know what you're going to do good. We know what you're going to do bad. We know what you want to do and what you want to stay away from. But how you execute it and when you execute it is how you're successful. And so far, they've been very consistent in sticking to their game plan, even if it's not working. And I think for them to be successful this year, they really have to be able to adjust on the fly with the game being so unpredictable this year, they have to be able to adjust with that. Anything else you think they need to do to be successful? Um, I think uh, just the inconsistent uh, play. Um, they have to overcome that inconsistent play. Um, sometimes we see them and they're just clicking on all cylinders and then it's one game you'll see where it's just like, what is Corpio doing? You know what I mean? And I think they're on, a, they're on the right path to become a great team in Finland. Um, yeah. But if you, can't com- if you can't compete in that big game, then you're basically just going to be labeled the Buffalo Bills of Finland. Um, in my, or the Siniaki Crocodiles, right? Didn't they go like three went, years as runner-ups or something? Yeah. And you don't want to be that. Like, you don't want to do that because history tells us that if you become that team, somebody is going to give up on the hopes of it happening. And that's when people started dismantle things. And I think Corpio needs this season more than any team in the league right now. They need this um, because they're on the brink. They've been on the brink for the last two seasons. Um, mind you, they're still young in the Maple League, but that's still good. It's like 
once you go to the uh, the Maple Bowl, it's like the expectations are there every year now. So yep. if you don't if you don't go, um, then it's it's almost like and and now they're at that point where like okay, you got a half of a season, and this is your best. I, I would say this is their best opportunity for the simple fact that they have their quarterback there. They have the imports. You know, like they're they're in a better situation than any other team right now as far as having that extra help um, that they might need. So um, Corpio just got to got to overcome being inconsistent in certain games, and um, they'll have a chance. Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent on that. They definitely got to do that. Uh, no shade to the Crocodiles, you know. I'm just saying, you know, there was a time where the uh, team was making it to the Maple Bowl, but they weren't winning it. Uh, just to add to what you said about that inconsistency, I think that's one thing that you have to to do in this sport is football is a competitive sport. People are consistently trying to define success, and no matter what you say, success is winning. But in this sport winning games is something that you look back on and say, okay, we won a lot of games, but winning championship is something that you always go to. When you're talking any type of sports, the best players are always connected to championships. You don't, you don't talk about some of the best players if they haven't won championships and the Corpio Steelers have some of the best finished players around but these guys, the only championships that they can say that they won are Division One, And, you know, it just ain't the same. So, for them, definitely getting over the hump this season and winning that championship, it, it will solidify the success that they've had so far. And that's what they definitely need to do. We're going to have one of the Steelers defensive linemen, Arturo Pinheiro, a.k.a. Big Shark, come on the show. And let's get into it. All right, man. Uh, I'm going to call you Big Shark because that's what you like to be okay. called, right? Yeah. He's fine. Yeah. You can, call, you can call me Shark. Yeah. <laughs> shark. Okay. I'll just call you Shark. You don't be big no more. I understand. No, 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 no. Big is out. 2020, yeah. All right, my man. So we just want to ask you a couple questions, uh, see how you're feeling heading into the season. Uh, I'm going to get personal on the first question because it's something we talked about before. Um, how long have you been in, in Quopio? Because I know you were in Kotka when you first got here, but you've been in Kopio for how long now? Since uh, last year. I've been like a year and uh, five months, something like that, a year and a half. Yeah. How do, you, how do you like the city, man? Uh, you know, man, it's, it's awesome because, yeah, I like it because uh, it's different than the other cities in Finland because everything is in the centrum. And then mm-hmm. there is like uh, many things around, it's a lot of nature. It's like living in an island because it's full of water around and stuff. So. And people, and I like the people because they support sports a lot, you know? It's yeah. like sports city, yeah. I, I hear they have, like, ads and stuff on billboards out there. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool, man, because we have the, the soccer team. I know mm-hmm. some guys from the soccer team. We have the – they play in the highest league. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, we have also ice hockey. They play in the top league, too, but they're not that good. And also, yeah, they 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 suck a little bit, man. A little to bit, be uh, just a little bit. And we have also the volleyball team. We have this Finnish baseball stuff. I don't know. Pesa Paulo. I like baseball. Yeah, yeah. Pesa Paulo. Yeah, Pesa Paulo. Pesa Paulo. Yeah. Yes. And so, people support a lot of sports in here, man. That's good. Y'all have a great fan like base. It, 
Yeah, sometimes we walk in in the centrum and they've been downtown and people are like, hey, Steelers and shit like that, you know? <laughs> that's what's up. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's big talk here in Finland, too, because a, a lot of places yeah. don't have that type of notoriety. Yeah, many times they, they just stop us and talk to us and stuff like that. That's cool. So yeah, let's, really get, cool, man. let's get into the season, man. The first question I got for you is, what improvements do you expect to see in the Steelers defense? Because there were some things that needed to be shored up from last season. Going into this new season, what do you think you guys are going to do better than you did last year? First, we need to be more like a unit. You know, last season, we weren't as together as we are now, you know. We're getting all the pieces together. We're getting uh, new DPs. That was important because we were getting, like, burned out sometimes in the passing game. And D-line... We are getting stronger, better, you know, our coaches, I'm going to say improving the uh, the practices. Like we've been practicing a lot, new movements. We are going to be faster and we are going to be like playing like smart football, you know. We And for me, the most important is like to be all together in the same page and talking and talking and talking. And that was hard last year. Like defense, we have to be nasty all together. We have to... We have to play together, we be hard, and that's what it was missing. So we have new linebacker too, we have new D-line, we have Tommy from last year, so I think it's gonna be pretty good. And also the Finnish guys are improving a lot. That's the important thing. What about you, Q, you got a question for him? Yeah, um, what exactly in you, like personally, do you have to do to make sure that your, your teammates are ready for, like, every game that's coming up. What What's one thing that you think you have to do to make sure they're ready? Talk, man. Talk, talk. Because here in Finland, it's, sometimes it's really hard that, that we have the communication. is not as good as in other countries because here people are pretty quiet. So what I have to do is talk, talk, and lift them up every single play. Run to the ball. What play? You know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing. And talking all the time. Communication. For sure, that's what I have to do, communication all day long, no matter what. That's why in practice, I'm all the time talking, you know what you do, you don't, you know this, communication for sure. And like with my personal skills, I just need to be faster, stronger and smarter. Like it's always time to improve. That is never mm -hmm. enough. That's my opinion, yes. honestly. Yeah. You got anything else for him, Q? Yeah, just, just to piggyback on that. So do you consider yourself, well now I guess you kind of answered it, but. Um, my next question is like, do you consider yourself a vocal leader or a silent leader? And which I mean by silent leader is you lead by your play. Um, it sounds like you do both of them. So I, can't, I guess you kind of just answered it though. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm going to say vocal leader because in my opinion, I cannot say by myself that, yeah, I do all the plays and I talk by my, I prefer like you guys to tell me if I make the plays, you know, mm -hmm. because like, that's my, my honest opinion is like, that's what I don't call myself big anymore i prefer to people that tell me that i'm big you know so <laughs> i prefer i prefer you guys to tell me that yeah you made the play i'm not gonna say i made a play because maybe it was lucky lucky guess or something and you can see in football you can see those kind of things you can see when he's like a lucky just lucky shot or you know what the guy is doing so i would say a vocal leader and then i would let you guys tell if i made the play or not yeah that's okay yeah that's definitely what's up, man. Uh, I'm yeah. putting it out there. You're big, okay? I said it. You're big, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I said it. You're big. Yeah, thanks. You're big, thanks. You're thanks, big man. time. <laughs> yeah, you're big, you're big time, time man. Sean. 
Yeah, big time <laughs> big shark. Time shark. I'm gonna change my name, man. <laughs> big, big time, time shark. shark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't. You don't want to be a baby shark. Baby shark. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> I got a kid now, so I know stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Last question, then we're going to let you get out of here, man. Like I told you, it's not going to take long with these interviews. Um, just to get into you personally, you said that you can always be better, do better, and stuff like that. My question is, what kind of personal goals have you made for you and your team for this year? Like, what kind of goals have you set for yourself and the uh, Quopio Steelers? Well, for me, it's like to be faster than last season. My problem last season was that I had two surgeries on my knee, and I played like – a little bit kind of slow game because for me it was really hard. I was pay, playing with a lot of pain during the games. So for me to improve is like I need to be faster. I need to watch more videos. I need to to just be smarter than last season, smarter and faster. That's it. That's it, man. That, that's that's my honest opinion. And I think if I keep playing every year, it has to be the same, be faster and stronger. No matter the age, we always have to improve that because it's football. Football is... It's really tough game. You have to be really smart and fast. Strong, well, it depends. Because I've been seeing a lot of strong guys who cannot do shit on the field. Sorry for my on the field. Sorry for my words. But if you are fast and smart, man, you can do a lot of things. Speed kills, man. That's true. What about the Steelers? What what are your goals with them? To win finally. And once <laughs> of all the, the Maple League, man. It's been two years and we have to get that done for sure. <laughs> well, all right, man. That's all we got for you. Big. Okay, thanks, man. It, did I say thanks. big time or big play shark? I can't remember already. Big time, big time, big time. Big time shark, big time. man. We appreciate you coming on the podcast. We'll have yeah, this I out later. It. Yeah, this is going to go worldwide. You'll see it on Instagram yeah. and all that stuff, man. But take it easy and good luck to you this season. Q, you got anything to say to him before we dip? No, I was, I was about to say the same thing, man. Good luck to you. Nice meeting you. And um, I wish you a lot of success this season. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate like, you having me here. All right. Take All it good. easy. Man, thank you, Coach. We uh, we look your tape for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, was, that was us talking to Arthur Pintero, a.k.a. Big time shark as I've been as I renamed him here today. So next thing we're gonna talk about Q is what obstacles do the Steelers need to overcome to be to be successful, obviously in this season. But what things do you think are in their way? I think this is one answer that uh that is, that I think everybody should have. It's the roosters. Mm. I mean that's the <laughs> Mm, the, said it. That's the that's the biggest obstacles the Corpio still have. Like like it can I could say less they're gonna go game by game, but everybody knows that Corpio still wants to beat the Roosters. Like mm -hmm. it's just they have they have to to even feel complete. It doesn't matter if it's half a season or it's a ten game season. Uh, their biggest obstacle is the Roosters. Like that's their kryptonite. Like, I think if they played anybody else in these last two championships, Corpio still owes 2-0 and in the championship. But they've gotten the best and the biggest team. So uh, the biggest obstacle, I'll say, aside from the Roosters, is themselves, is, is being able to not just play good in the season, but when it comes to the playoff time, being able to put together games, like you said earlier, adjust, adapt, 
um, make those halftime changes that they need to do to have a chance in these games because teams like the Roosters, when they are in, they are used to big-time games. They are used to being in there. I can, I can vouch and say on the sideline in a championship game, the Roosters are, are – are, the, the, the feeling is like we're supposed to be here. It's confident. It's like it's, it, they're not nervous. You know what I mean? Like, like the feeling I had in 2017, like I've never been in a championship game or two championship games where a team was so poised and they were just so ready to play. And it was like, you, it's hard to beat that. I'm going to be honest. Yep. Like, it's hard to beat that. Like, because they don't get too overhyped. They don't get, you know, too comfortable. It's like we're going out to eat every single time. And I think Corpio Steelers has to be like that. And they have to learn to be like that, I mean, from, from just themselves. And you, in order to, to overcome that obstacle, you have to actually play and you have to actually be able to adjust and adapt to any situations and, and make that play when you need to to win those games. So, to me, I think the Roosters are Corpio Steelers' biggest obstacle. Well, that makes sense. They definitely are an obstacle. Um, I just want to piggyback on what you said before I throw out what I think is an obstacle. Uh, crazy thing. Like you said, the big game. I mean, I feel like that's even more of a the obstacle than just the Roosters themselves because they they beat the Roosters last year albeit at the beginning of the season, but they beat them. But when when they've played them twice in the last two Maple Bowls, it's not been those nitty-gritty, okay, well, the Roosters had to prove that they can win a tough game. It's been, you know, Roosters just having a, a field day out here. Like, they, it's not been close either time. Like, it, that's – and like you said, it's not the players. We've looked at the players every year and been like, okay, these teams match up. But in that game, one team is loose. One team is doing their thing. The other team, not so much. <laughs> like, we've seen things go bad for the Steelers both times. We've seen them not do what they're good at. Both times, see them come out and do things that maybe they shouldn't have tried to change, stuff like that, or not being able to adjust in the game. So, I agree with you. Definitely the Roosters are an obstacle. One thing that – one thing that I think is an obstacle for them that maybe isn't as big as the Roosters, but it, it'll have a little bit of impact this season, like we said when we were talking about the schedule, is the traveling. I think the Steelers are not near anybody. They're not They're not near Vasa. They're not near Sidioki. They're not near any of the Helsinki teams. They're not near Porvu. They have three away games. They don't have three home games. So for those three away games, it's stuff might hit the fan. Those are the games where, similar to what we heard Seth say earlier, players might not be able to show up. If they have an injury and then they have to travel, a guy might say, you know, I can't make the trip however many hours it takes to get to – I think they I think they go to Helsinki or something like that. But, you know, mm-hmm. someone can't make a trip because, you know, I got to go to work in the morning or I'm injured and I don't want to risk – getting more injured and being cooped up on a bus on this long ride going there and back that could cause blood clots or whatever stuff like that it's a huge thing so for them winning their home games I knocked over my mic for them winning their home games is a major importance but for an obstacle they have to win those away games they have to, be able to show up in those away games so they can get a home playoff game championship even if they make it to the maple bowl it's in lati that's a long trip for them i know because yeah. i live in lati and i've been to Quopio. it ain't easy 
I got family in Quopio. Well, Finnish family. You know how we do. So either way, they're traveling. So they've got to try to win the games at home. That's two games where they have the advantage because everyone else has to travel to them, which is far. But those three away games, they got to steal at least one or two of those, probably two of those, so that they can have a home game in the playoffs before having to travel again. Because traveling for your first round and second round, that's going to affect them if they have to do it that way. So, yeah, that's the biggest obstacle I see for them. What, what else? I don't think there's no other obstacles. I think those are the two obstacles. The yeah, yeah the those are, like you said, the traveling, the traveling from seeing the schedule, Corpio obviously has the biggest um, the, I mean, traveling three times is, yeah. is, is major. They have to win. I'm going to say if they can't win all of them, they got to win at least two. Mm. Um, and that'll put them in a good situation. If Corpio can somehow get a home game for, for a playoff, that, that'll, that'll be big for them. And, um, and like you said, they beat the Roosters before um, during the season. But like you said, in a big game, man, it's, that, that's when you need to do it. And unless you're ready to – uh, go toe to toe, like literally go toe to toe with them. Um, there, there'll always be an obstacle because the Roosters aren't dwindling. Like they don't, they don't have imports this year. Um, but that's not gonna change their mentality. They're not gonna. That's not gonna change their play. If anything, it's gonna make them go harder just to prove to people that they don't need imports. And um, and Corpio just has to. I think you know. I I I, I know they're not. They're not trying to look that far into the season, but I know in the back of everybody's mind, they want to win yep. again and get right back to that game. So, um, we'll see. We'll see how it yeah. goes. That's the beauty of football. You just never know. <laughs> Definitely. All right, so next we're going to talk to um, Steelers head coach Pekka. I'm not even going to try to say his last name, but you know what it is. So, uh, let's get into that right now. We're here with Coach Pecker from the Quopio Steelers. Coach, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks. Great to be here. Long time since the last one. A lot of things going on, a lot of changes now, man. We just want to ask you a couple questions about the upcoming mm -hmm. season. I'll let Q ask you something first because he's itching to ask you a couple of questions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's up, Coach? How you doing, man? Well, better and better. Was better off in the, in the springtime, but now it's getting better all the time now so okay well i won't i won't keep here too long uh, my question is basically uh coming into this season um being that it's, it's shortened and it's not the typical season um how do you keep your guys motivated and still you know to still work hard and still get something out of these this five game season mm, well i don't see any issues with motivation or, or getting ready for it i think everybody's just very excited here we have no I think the only only like disappointment is is it's still months away, but but I think everybody is very highly motivated to get better and, and improve as a team. And having having almost everybody here now now together and working out, it's it's pretty great now. Past couple of weeks, and I know we'll we'll be getting even better once we get closer to the season. Like you said, you you pretty much have everybody there. Do you think you guys have an advantage, um, being that your imports are pretty much there already? Well, we'll see if if the GFL season gets cancelled, and I, I have a feeling that there might be quite a quite a bit imports in 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 the Maple League when it's all said and done. Mm. So we'll see. But but as of now, yeah. But but we'll see. <laughs> Lot can change from from now until the season starts. I'm glad you yeah. said it, Coach, because we talked about that in the previous episode that you know if the GFL don't happen. Ooh, it could get crazy out here. 
Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Might be. You have a couple guys you're looking at over there, you know, a little insider information. Well, we got a we, – we were supposed to have Tim Hirsch and, and Bartos Bednarczyk as, as our, in our offensive line. Both of them are now unable to come most likely, so so maybe that's a position we're looking at. And, and we still have our U.S. spot on defense on field, so we'll see what happens. But it's more more about the, like, finances and, and it's not easy in this mm. corona thing, but we'll see what happens. We'll do our best. There's been a lot of changes to you guys' roster and even your coaching staff this upcoming season. You got some guys who used to play who are now coaches, things like that. How do you expect this these changes to impact your, your team? Because you've kept a pretty solid core the last few years, but this year there's a little bit more turnover than usual. So how do you expect that to, you know, impact the team this season? Well, I, I think definitely it's it's – it's not a good thing to lose good players, of course, but luckily we were able to get a bunch of them also here. And this is the biggest change we've had in like maybe three or three years or so. Yeah. I think what it brought with it is was like a new fresh air, which I think we needed after losing two two Mabel Bowls. And there's been quite a bit of new stuff in 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 like our scheme wise a little bit too, and and player wise a lot. I think we have about 15 new players this year, which is the most we've ever had. And, and most of those guys are just Finnish guys who have moved to Kuopio to study or just came here because of football. But that's only been a positive. I think it always brings new energy to the building, so to speak. And and it's good to like get an outside view also on, on your, how you do things here. It's like you might get locked into believing that you're this great football program but once you get new guys in and they give you new feedback and new, new input it's it's always good q ask him the big question um, no, i'm not i'm not gonna marry you if that's the question <laughs> 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 i'm already i'm already already there man <laughs> well well if, if 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 i'm if i'm thinking right it's like purvis wanted me to ask you it's uh what's the uh well this is something that i want to know what's what do you think is the one thing that's, that has kept your, you and your team um, out of winning the Maple Bowl? Yep, that's the big question. Yeah. Well, I think last year we – we I don't know who's going to win the game, but if we were at least a little bit healthier, it would have been a good game last year. But that's, that's bygones, and that's not something you're never going to get back. But it was so frustrating, like, going into the game with – with your quarterback like barely able to play, and, and your running back, U.S. running back barely able to play, and so many, so many st- stuff, things going not away. I'm not saying we would have won the game, but it would have been close. And I think like two years ago, we just probably weren't ready for the for the game. We weren't ready to win the Helsinki Roosters two years ago. But now I think like all those lessons learned, it's it feels that it's like our turn this year. But we'll see what happens. So I think. It's not like any one thing or, or anything that's going to change. You can just like flip the switch, but you do your best every year and, and you prepare the best you can. And hopefully it's your time. I'm just going to ask you one more question. And we're going to let you get out of here. Like I told you, quick interviews this year, quick interviews. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, with the, the quarantine and social distancing that was going on, the, the COVID situation, uh, your personal life, how, how have you been, you know, dealing with that situation with for a while having to be basically 
stuck with your kids and your wife all day, every day, as we've all experienced. How how have you dealt with that situation personally? Well, like I think that's one the one positive thing about all this is is you kind of get a break to spend time with your family and and so on. And that was like the best thing out of this. But for for me, I think like the first month since the like mid mid March, I think it started here. Mm-hmm. Like the first month was was really a, a tough time for me. I was not very <laughs> capable of doing anything really. I was I was pretty much it. It seemed so far away to having a season this year at all. All but now all that seems like just a good good like memory to remember in in the coming years. But I think one one thing that we did learn was in the future we will surely keep. Uh, at least I think a couple of weeks of break in there in the springtime, especially here in Kuopio. It's like the snow is still on the ground and and the winter might take until like late April. So wouldn't be mm. a bad idea to keep a little break there in any case. But I think mentally it made us tougher in like all aspects of our organization. We had we had a lot of meetings like Zoom meetings and whatever teams meetings and, and, and things like that. And, and now going forward to this season I think we are much more united and, and together and, and like Talko Henge is a, is a Finnish word that I would use is, is back in the in in the copy of Steelers. All right. That's the last question I have for him, Q. Did you have anything else for Coach Pecker? Uh just just a just a short one. Um for players that, that are thinking about coming to Corpio or imports that want to come play for you. Um, what's what's the, what's some things? I guess you can name one or two things that you look for uh, when you when a player is interested in playing for Corpio Steelers. Yeah, well, I think like the obvious answer for that that nobody says is quality. We need good players. I think that's one A and one B and two and three. <laughs> it's you have to be a good player to come here. But then of course I think we kind of like the team mentality is is something that you always strive for and try to build and. But it's so dependent on your import players in the end. Like, regardless of, of, of what you do as a team, unless like the Finnish guys and, and the coaching staff and all that. But, but if, if your import players aren't, aren't willing and looking to be a part of the team, then that's going to be an issue always. You have to be a good player and, and, and then you have to be able and willing to work as a team and as a group going forward, whatever happens during the season. And I think those two things and then everything else will fall into the place. All right, Coach Becker, we appreciate uh, you giving us a moment of your time today, and good luck to you and the Steelers this season. We look forward to seeing you out there, man. Thanks, and it's going to be great, great feeling to get on the field again in a month. That's going to be a, a day to remember, I'm sure. All right, and that was our interview with Coach Becker from the Quopio Steelers. Uh, last thing we're going to talk about before we – Get up out of here, Q. Let's do MVP candidates, okay? Uh, lots of talent in the Maple League. So let's throw out some MVP candidates from the Quopio Steelers. These teams are so good, we're going to give you multiple candidates from each team this year, okay? So from the Steelers, let's throw out some candidates. And I'll go first with the obvious candidate, mm-hmm. the quarterback, Seth Peters. Last two years – He's probably come runner-up for MVP both years anyways, or at least as the second-best quarterback each year. 
this could be his year. This could be the year where he only played five games. He's lights out all five games. Doesn't have to worry about getting injured because of the shortened season. He can play the entire season. Maybe they come out hitting it on all cylinders. They have the offense to do it. He's a little bit more healthy this year than he's been in the past. He could be the difference maker in this league. and He could be what takes them over the hump into getting that championship that they so badly want to get. What are your thoughts on that one? Uh, I, I, I agree with you. I think Seth is uh, is in a good situation to where he can be the MVP. Um, he just he has five games to to play at the best that he possibly can. And hearing that they've been able to practice um, a, probably a lot more together than most teams because of the lack of cases, COVID cases that they've had there, um, that's more chemistry for him. That's more mm-hmm. time spent with his team. That's more bonding time. When, when, when other teams couldn't practice, they could and have groups of 10 or whatever. Like, that's an advantage when you come into a short season like this because these guys don't have to learn each other. They don't have to hurry up and get ready for this season. They've already had that chemistry. They already they, – they, they should be miles away mentally ready for games more than other teams. So, um, I think Seth has a really good chance of, of, of putting up some big numbers. I mean – Five games, even if you, you know, throw for three, three touchdowns, four touchdowns, if, if you go five games, 25 touchdowns, hey, that's that's MVP status right there. So 25 <laughs> touchdowns, gosh. Yeah, you can know, you know. I, I, yeah, I think like, we look at more like 18, huh? <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I say 18. I, I mean, I, I'm going extreme on just a show out season. If you but, play five but, games. 18, 15 to 18, that's great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's three like 15 to 18 is great. Yeah, that's, that's three great. Three games so, is good. Yeah, I think Seth is uh is is well on his way, and he's capable of it. It just depends on, you know, the chemistry that him and his team has now. Uh, what are some other guys you think uh, might get MVP consideration from that squad? Even though we know their roster isn't complete, complete yet, but, you know, we know most of the players. Just any player? Any player? Uh, Trying to think non-Americans. Trying to think more European or Finnish talent. I think Tommy. I think Tommy can be an MVP. The, the only thing, the, the, the thing that'll help Tommy this year is that he won't have to go against a lot of Americans. And mm. not not saying he can't play against Americans, but it 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 you can play more confident when you know you're physically or you know you're somewhat better than the guys you're going against. He's gonna take more chances. He's gonna he's gonna go after more balls. Um, I think he's naturally aggressive like that anyway, but I think without, you know, not to keep going back to the Roosters, but without seeing uh, Namday, without seeing uh, uh, oh, I can't think of him. Adam, Adam, without Connect. seeing Adam, like not without having to see them twice a year and just having to deal with, you know, the Wolverines and what they have, Seppo and what they have. Um, I think Tommy is, is, is right now uh, an MVP uh, candidate just off the simple fact that all these guys have to go against him and he's going to be the main guy to guard everybody. So, so in, in my eyes, I think Tommy could be an MVP candidate for them. Yeah, I, I think that's another good choice. I think Tommy could be a guy because he's a, a versatile defender. So you got a guy who can play corner, who can play safety. So not only can he, you know, guard receivers and have chance for interceptions, but he's also capable of stripping the ball, creating fumbles, creating turnovers. That's one thing that he was really good at last year. I think that if he brings that back at a high level, 
you know, we're going to throw his name out there. Obviously, let's keep it real. SAJL probably won't throw defenders' names out there like that. But we do a good job of if you're really balling for your team and for that team, a good defense is going to make their offense better because their offense, from what we've seen in the past, is offense that sometimes they need reps. They need reps to get going. And a, t- a defense that gives that team reps is going to just make them completely better. And that's what they did last year is when when there was games where the offense wasn't going well, the defense just kept giving them opportunities. And they had a lot of players doing it. And I think Tommy is one of those guys who can do it on a consistent basis and definitely hold up his own this year. Uh, I, I really think those two guys might be the only guys worthy of MVP status. Uh, I do I do like uh, Yanni, the defensive lineman. I do like him to be one of the top defenders in the league. I, I like him to be a guy that we might look at as a defensive player of the league. Maybe not MVP because of the impact, like we said. Uh, another thing with Tommy, he's probably going to return kicks too. So that definitely gives him another add, add-on. Yeah. So I should put that out yeah. there. But uh, Yanni, one of the Finnish guys – he he controls that defensive line. He's a leader, and he plays both in and out on the defensive line, which makes him almost invaluable because he's a situational matchup, and he can get to the quarterback as well as stop the run. So he's, he's one, uh, I guess I want to say, a, a finished guy on that team that I think is going to stand out, and we definitely keep our eyes on him, as we do every year anyways. That is it. For this episode of American Football in Finland, hope it's worth the listen and the watch. Excuse my editing skills. Uh, any last <laughs> words before we go, Q? No, no, no. I enjoyed talking to the guys today. I wish all of them luck. Um, definitely Coach uh, Pekka um, and Chef, both good guys. And uh, even big-time Shark, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what he do uh, this season, too. So good luck to the Corporal Steelers. All right, if you enjoy the show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate us five stars as well. Anything less tells us you are a hater. You can follow us on the gram and Facebook at American Football in Finland. Until next time, never forget. It's T-I-F. We go. We go. American football in Finland. That's the motherfucking show, man. I think we did everything.